now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. I don't know. A sign that they might be running out of, of things to do or the show's had a long like run. new people. The show has had a very long run and I still love it and I still watch it when I see that it's on. Like it's on all the time. Almost as long as Dwayne Wade who carried LeBron to his first title. <laughs> oh my gosh. A- Amy you're, Amy, who won who won the O five oh six NBA title? I don't know. Who was the Miami Heat? They beat the Mavs in six. You know who else can beat the Mavs in six? (laughs) Our listeners. Hello. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. With us, as always, is Amy, vociferous defender of SpongeBob and the Mavs. (laughs) Say hello, Amy. Uh, that's that's giving the Mavs a lot. If you think I'm going to defend the Mavs, I, I'm not okay, here for the well, Mavs. Mavs have had a good run. Maybe one player. Maybe one player. I well, I mean, they have Nerlens. Do they still have Nerlens Noel? I don't I, know. Two dollars. I don't know if they, blink. <laughs> what? Blink, and it might change. Oh, I thought you said Blake. I was going to no, say yeah, no. Blake he's is still, he's still, still with in the LA. He's, he stayed in LA. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We also have Dean. Hello, Paul. Hey, hi, Dean. How are you today? Hello. I'm glad you're here, is how I am. I'm glad I'm here, too. And I'm I'm excited that you're here. Because you have recently returned from a land and sea Walt Disney World Disney Cruise Line vacation. I have, I have. You know what else is returning, Polly? Our What's that? Our Fantasy Football League. Yes. So uh, before we jump into yes. talking about my trip, Amy, I just he's gonna have a team. I just wanted to bring no, back Cashback Cleatfoot. I'm not doing it. Amy, I have a suggestion. I think no. you and Andrew should co-own a team. There you go. I'm not doing fantasy football. Someone. Ad- what if you were just silent partner? Yeah, someone adopt Amy as their co-owner on fantasy football. I'm not doing fantasy football. <laughs> I don't like football. I, you don't have to like football. I don't think Andrew likes football. He's a Jets fan. <laughs> it is, Andrew likes football. It, it, he likes baseball. He likes self-torture of being a Jets fan. And I, <laughs> I can say that because and I am I one. Like, <laughs> and I can say because I'm a Bills fan. <laughs> Look, Andrew does not need these extra headaches. Where, where Cardell so, Jones actually openly wept because he got to leave Buffalo? Is that is that the Bills fan you are? <laughs> he was yes, so excited. Exactly. <laughs> actively putting pins in my Cardell Jones. Oh, anyway. So, I'm sorry. I, I digress. Yes, the league is getting back together. We're getting the band back together. We are. We are. So look for an invite soon. Uh, rejoin soon. And if we do have any openings, if anybody drops out, we will broadcast it here and on the Twitters. And uh, fill the yes. league back up and get our draft scheduled and get going. So hashtag Cleatfoot awesome. is six weeks away hashtag Cleatfoot Cleatfoot 2017 Cleatfoot is wait. making its majestic triumphant return into the Twitterverse hashtag yes. yes so and also making a triumphant return is Dean with his stealth trip not, Dean not so barely stealth. mentioning anything <laughs> about it 
you know, <laughs> the fact that... Uh, Not mentioning much about it during. The fact that we had... And he's been pretty much mum about it. An, an unexpected <laughs> mini hiatus from the show. Uh, some fun yeah. recording and volume issues. And yes. we are getting the show back together as well as returning the leak. So, yeah, I didn't yes. get a lot of chance to preview a lot of it. Um, you know, we obviously had a, a great time while we were down there. I did some on Twitter. I attempted Bacon Bits once and you answered the phone. Uh, so I Sorry. failed there. So I did not live up to Amy's no, no, uh, no. high standard. I failed. I failed. You did not fail. Um, so let's go. Uh, let's, let's have some dialogue now about what was actually a uh, 12 day excursion land and sea, as you said. That's awesome. What? 12 days. Shall, oh. Do you want me to start in the beginning, or shall we go topic um, by topic that you bring? So our... no, let's, let's, uh, let's start at the beginning with, um, did, you, did you use a travel agent to book your vacation? In fact, I used two different travel agents, because uh, being a travel agent, there are sometimes perks that come along with that, and uh, so I had my wife book our cruise and our stay post-cruise while I booked our pre-cruise stay. So uh, the adventure is out there travel. Uh, I think I got like three bags out of that, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> bags. Um, yeah, so we our normal traveling party usually involves my in-laws. Uh, they did not come along on this trip because they just bought a new house, so uh, it was just the three of us, so that was kind of nice to just have our family get away and and do things together. We met up with some friends along the way, which I'll detail as we talk. And uh, we did our normal. We we flew southwest. Um, my eight. I had finally planned appropriately an 8 a.m. flight, so we could drive to the airport that morning, park, and all that fun stuff. And then Southwest decided to move us to a 5:20 a.m. flight, which is brutal. <laughs> so we stayed over at the airport and uh, stayed at the hotel that's right there at uh, Bradley in, in Hartford or outside of Hartford. And had a nice bright and early morning flight such that we were actually able to eat breakfast on Disney property. And you know, I had friends asking, why don't you just drive? And I think that's part of why is the, the idea that you can just get up in the morning and fly down and be there in time for breakfast instead of 24 hours of travel. It was just, <laughs> it was just really appealing to do a flight. So um, that was, you know, that was uneventful for the most part, which was good. You never want your flight to be the memorable part of your travel. Uh, no. <laughs> and we stayed at the Contemporary. So uh, we did not rent a car for the beginning of our trip. We actually used Magical Express to get to and from the airport. And, you know, everyone loves Magical Express that I talk to. Every time I think about Magical Express, all I remember is sitting there on the bus, waiting for the bus to fill up, and then finally getting to our resort and thinking, boy, if we just had a car, we did Uber or something else, we would just be there in 35 minutes. And... I must just be unlucky because it happened again. We were literally first ones on again? the bus. Literally first ones on the bus uh, and sat there and the guy said, yeah, I just got to wait for a couple more flights to come in. And we sat for almost 40 minutes. And by the time they were, they would le let the bus leave, the bus was entirely full. They were going to four resorts and wouldn't you know it, Contemporary was fourth on the list. <laughs> wow. Um, I think everyone's mileage will vary in this. I've heard, you know, I ha have heard particularly my in-laws actually love Magical Express. They always seem to think they get right on the bus. It leaves right when they get on and they end up at the Wilderness Lodge in no time. And uh, that just hasn't worked out for us. That has been my, you, you just described my exact experience that we 
get downstairs and we go into the lane to check in and they, you know, look at our documents and they say, okay, yeah, go find the lane you're supposed to be in for the resort, walk right up. There's nobody waiting there. They say it's in bus, you know, lane, whatever number it is. Then we'd walk on and maybe five minutes later, the bus will be rolling. Yeah. And I know I've seen on Twitter, people have that experience. We, we just seem to, I don't know, maybe it's because our flight was so early Maybe there just wasn't a lot of flights coming in that, at that time, so they wanted to wait that for, could be. for other flights to land and, and get everybody yeah, we over there tend together. To arrive, yeah, we tend to arrive around 11. That, that seems to be our arrival time, 11 a.m. The one time that I took Magical Express, I showed up, and they looked at my documents, and they said, okay, go in this row right here. And I was taking my time, you know, walking down the row. And the, the woman at the end of the row was, like, waving me on, like, come on, come on. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were waiting. I'll be so. Yeah, I start, like, jogging down there. There's a bus waiting. They were waiting for a party of one, which was me. <laughs> I, 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 so I get on the bus. And the first stop was Pop Century, and that was my destination. So I had probably the quickest Magical Express <laughs> experience in history. No, that's awesome. Especially since Pop is, like, right on property. Yeah. Like, you, you go through the gate and, oh, look, Pop. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, you pick me up, and I'm getting off. See you later. <laughs> so, Dean, I think it's just really the law of averages. And, that's what um, I'm saying. I think I, if, we, if we did this often enough, maybe we'd get one of those experiences, but it just hasn't happened that way the couple times we've done it. Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to say if Amy and I have the good experience, you have to continue having the bad experience. <laughs> so, thank, you for, thank you for volunteering for that. For the <laughs> law of averages on the Butter and Bacon podcast. Uh, take them one for the team. In, yeah, in the you're, grand... you're, so, you're so wonderful, Dean, to take one for the team. <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, it's probably adding, what, 45 minutes to an hour delay overall versus just renting a car and driving, so... Not even at my extreme weights, it's not the worst thing in the world, and uh, you know it's it's a nice feature to not have to drive yourself to and from the airport. So, not complaining, well, it's just a, an it's observation. It's a good thing to experience as well, so that you can tell people who use you as as a travel agent, so you can tell them, you know, well, this is what you what you could experience. It could be this, or it could be this. Yeah, and this and, is what happened to me. And again, so. the, the cast members involved were super nice. You know, they. Um, they're not Disney cast members, we, as we all know. That is contracted no. by Mirrors, but they have, you know, they have some of the Disney friendliness, and everything was fine, other than just sitting and sitting <laughs> and sitting. <laughs> but once we got going, <laughs> the videos are fun, and you know, it's, if you if you're not someone who's been to all the resorts on property, if you do have the experience of being fourth on the bus of four stops, you get to see three other resorts before you get to your own. So. There's some little uh, additional Disney touring that they offer as a free service along Magical Express. How's that spinning it positive? Did I do a good job? That's nice. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we stay at the Contemporary, as I said, pre-cruise. And if you recall my trip last year, um, we did a split stay and we stayed at Coronado. And out of the blue, we got an upgrade and had a, a really nice suite. Um, we were staying at Contemporary. We went to check in, fully assumed that our room would not be ready. And lo and behold, our room was ready. And not only was our room ready uh, at, you know, what was at this point 9.30 in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, um, we got picked as the contemporary uh, family of the day. And Look at this. to be honest, I, I wasn't even that familiar that the, all the resorts did this. Uh, but oh, what, I didn't either. Yeah. So what they did was uh, we, we were checking in and, you know, the very nice cast member 
welcomed us there. And then she looked at my documents and she looked down at her screen and she goes, uh, wait a minute, I'll be right back. And then she disappeared. And so I wasn't quite sure where she was going. I thought maybe it was, you know, a magic band issue or something was because we're, you know, travel agents and something was crossing with the name. I, I don't know. I couldn't figure out what was going on. All of a sudden, uh, one of the managers comes out. They're holding a handful of balloons. They got a little certificate and they said, congratulations, you are our family of the day. They took our picture, which I never saw again. So I don't know if that's going on a website somewhere. They literally <laughs> took your picture. Yeah, they, they took our picture and then walked <laughs> off with their camera and we never saw the picture um <laughs> but we had originally booked uh the garden wing room and they put us up in the a-frame instead so it's a nice little room upgrade for free wow which was cool Look and we Look at you. yeah you have the you have like the 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 magic touch or something well, with these upgrades ma man you're awesome i'm wondering if the, the magical express bus driver called and like look we hose these guys on the stay for Magical Express. Can you do something for them? <laughs> um, yeah, no, actually, I talked to the manager. He said they, they do this. They, they pick a family of the day every day at the Contemporary. And, you know, they could be moving from, say, uh, Bay Lake View to a theme park view. Or they'll do, like, what they did with us, a garden wing up into the A-frame. Um, so, they, you know, they try to give a little room upgrade if they can. And, you know, they just honor the family with a little recognition. We had a little certificate and a little card to bring home. Uh, and it was really fun. It was, you know, it was nice. I, I kind of wanted to experience the Garden Wing, but I'm certainly not going to argue with being in the A-frame. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you. We, we'd prefer yeah. to uh, have the view of the uh, boat dock. Yes, in fact, do you, have thank a, you. do you have a dumpster view for us? We'd like to downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the view my dad had at the Dolphin. The, the, the roof view? Yes, yeah. the roof view. I've had, which I've had the roof view before. <laughs> Which, can I tell you, it's not just the roof. There's this giant partition. Yes. You, you literally can't see sky. No, yeah, there's nothing to see. No, no, it's terrible. No reason to look out at all. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we ended up uh, with a Bay Lake view, but they put us, we were the second room down the end of the hall towards Magic Kingdom. So mm. if you stepped out and looked, and I think I put this picture up on Twitter, if you looked out our front door, our, our door to our room, Magic Kingdom view right there. The big, you know, the big picture window at the end of the contemporary. So on the third of July, I actually propped the door open to our room, played the TV so I could hear the music going on, and we watched fireworks from our room. So that That's was kind of awesome. neat. It was, you know, make, that is awesome. My own makeshift That's Magic amazing. Kingdom view. So the contemporary is awesome. The contemporary rooms are huge. Um, I like the theming. It's it's you know it's got its pros and cons otherwise, but if you are someone who likes that decor. Um, you know, they offer bigger sized toiletries, larger room, had a balcony, Bay Lake View is awesome, you get to see the Wilderness Lodge out there, I love the sounds of the boats going by, um, water pageant goes by nightly, which if you have young children could be a detriment, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have seven year olds who get really excited about the water pageant, it can actually get them mm -hmm. out of bed and they run to the balcony, <laughs> so mm -hmm. we had that a couple times, um, but yeah, really fun, really great resort. Uh, you know, as, as we go through the week, I can kind of talk about, not, I'm not, I don't want to say pros and cons, I don't want to say anything negative, it's just things to consider of what you want out of your resort. For example, uh, I might describe this as the opposite of Old Key West. Um, Old Key West, I think if you really enjoy mellow, quiet, kind of not having a lot of hustle bustle, it, it's the place for you. I think the contemporary... And it's not just because of the name. I think it has a lot of that hustle bustle, almost like New York City feel to it, 
Yeah, there are constantly people coming in and out of that resort. Obviously, the monorail going directly through it adds to the noise and the traffic. Um, and there's, what, one, two, three, four elevators to service 14 floors of rooms. So you get, you get a little bit of a backup at the elevator at times. But, um, again, those are just things to consider as you're staying at the resort. I think we could probably spend an entire show just talking about resort review. Um, but, you know, that's probably not the focus of today. But have either of you guys ever stayed at the Contemporary before? Uh, only at Bay Lake Tower. Yes. I have stayed at the Contemporary, but it's been... It's been a long time ago. Like, maybe when I was in middle school, high school... It's been like 20 or more years ago. I would love to stay there again. Oh, I yeah, the, So the monorail still goes through it. That hasn't changed. Does, <laughs> does it go quickly? It does not go quickly, um, but it's oh. efficient. <laughs> it's not like Polly's driving it. <laughs> Floor it. Floor it. <laughs> I want to see how many birds I can get sucked through the hole in, the, in my wake. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, you know what's funny is, for me at least, it never gets old. I just, I love that. Like, I could hang out in the in the lobby area, you know, floor four of the Contemporary, watching the kids running in and out of the arcade, watching the monorail go by, listening to the hustle bustle of Chef Mickey's. Like, that, that to me is just, like, classic Disney, and it's classic Walt Disney World experience, and I love it. You know, and I've talked to folks who... That wouldn't be their first choice of place to stay because of some of those reasons. But I, again, I, as I think of it in the pro-con categories, to me, that's a that's a big pro. I like that. Mm-hmm. Me and, too. And our focus for that part of our trip was really to stay at Magic Kingdom with some Epcot. So, of course, with the monorail as your main mode of transportation or walking, uh, that's obviously a very good place to stay if that's what your focus is. If you want to spend your entire time at the studios or Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, it's kind of a haul. It's, it's, you might want a mini, yeah. you might want a minivan at that point to get from uh, yeah. Contemporary all the way to the Animal Kingdom. And uh, describe the Contemporary bus stop. Um, so, <laughs> so the Contemporary it's the same as Bailey Tower for one. Yeah, the Contemporary bus uh, bus service, of course, is taking you to downtown and the water parks. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they ran a bus to Epcot. I, don't, I think they did. Um, we got it in the morning, like for the hour before Epcot opened. Yeah, but not not regular. Otherwise, they were just shunting everybody to the monorail. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to picture the, the <coughs> board as I'm thinking about this. So they yeah. do have the times board up there, which um, you'll find if you get to a chance to experience those. They're kind of how do I put this? Estimated times that they feel the liberty to update as needed liberally <laughs> and and they changed frequently at least they did for us so the I, I didn't find the buses to be very efficient at the contemporary and again it's much like magical express maybe your mileage will vary um but we had long waits there was a time we wanted to go to animal kingdom and i literally saw three buses for disney Springs show up in the time we we're waiting for our animal kingdom bus and mm. disney springs to me has always been the least frequent bus that comes um, so I don't know if they ran into issues. We we were sharing bus service for a while uh, at times with the Wilderness Lodge. So there were certain buses that were going direct contemporary, and other times we had to make two stops. So that may have contributed. And you know, if they're going to Wilderness Lodge first and it fills up, they got to wait for the next bus to come run the route. Um, there's not a lot of cast member experience out there, so you don't have someone you can really go talk to and ask when the next bus is coming. They want you to rely on that That's board. Yeah. And there was one time yeah. we were out there, 
we were trying to go to studios at that point and i remember specifically when we got out there it was probably quarter to three and it said the bus was coming at 258 i was like oh cool like 10 minutes no big deal then i checked the board again it changed to 304 then it changed to 312 <laughs> then oh. it shut off <laughs> like, that, that, that can't be good <laughs> sorry folks yeah studios uh, is closed <laughs> It finally the it popped back up there and said 318, and that's exactly when the bus got there. So, like, if they want to talk about accuracy of the bus times, they're fantastic because they just keep <laughs> changing them. So... <laughs> everything can be accurate if everything is fluid. Exactly. So, again, it, it, it's, you know, we had a small, relatively speaking, six-day sample of what the bus service is like at the Contemporary, and what I'm describing in that experience isn't, wasn't a one-time uh, deal. It, it was pretty frequent with the buses out there. But again, our focus was let's walk to the Magic Kingdom and monorail back or walk back, which so, is oh so fantastic. That's you know that's the, as you saunter past the bus corral and the lonely saunter. dejected people. You do, and you, <laughs> particularly the people that you know. And unfortunately, Amy Pop Century seems to have the longest wait of all time for the bus at the Magic Kingdom. So I was kind of laughing, and, you know, you had that wonderful Magical Express experience getting to pop, and then you try to get back home after the fireworks in the throng of people, and everyone seems to be going to your resort, except you're on the other side of that little fence, and you're just walking, and they still have background music, and you're walking under the monorail beam, and you go past, there's a little service road you got to watch, because, you know, people don't always pay attention as you cross. There's a crosswalk sign. And uh, a light, but um, yeah, and then and then you're you're at your resort, man. If you had a slow stroll, you'd be there in ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's 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 not. I I argued with my wife. I'm like, you know, if you want to take the monorail back, that's fine. But by the time you're done walking up to the monorail station, <laughs> yes. you're already yes. halfway back to to your resort. So why are we walking to the monorail station? Yes. The only reason to hit the monorail we found when we stayed at Bay Lake Towers, if we wanted to use the resort loop to get to the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian, that was the that was the only reason. Right. From the from the Magic Kingdom, and even then we took the boat because it was faster to take the resort launch. Yeah, and that that's the thing as you're describing. We were coming out of the Magic Kingdom, and you'd see some people were heading to the monorail, and some people heading to the boat launch, and then just the waves of people going to the bus stop and, and you do have that nice feeling of walking back to your resort and, and then also with a oh sorry go ahead i'll say the, the part i want to describe though is actually walking from uh the contemporary to the magic kingdom they've put a security stop along the way mm. so what used to be when you say the contemporary walk all the way to the front gate and get in the security line with everybody else there's actually an exclusive walking down that sidewalk security stop so they check your bags, you walk through your metal detector, and once you do that, the rest of your walk, you kind of forget all the worries behind, you get that experience of leaving the real world, you're already through security, and you get to walk right in. Of course, And the music starts. The music starts, exactly. The music yes. starts, you, you walk up the main walkway, uh, you, you can look to your left and see everybody else waiting in the security line, you puff <laughs> yes. your chest out a little bit, your stride gets a little <laughs> bounce in it, and you're thinking, you're I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> So that is a major perk of staying at the Contemporary. And the same thing happens when you're getting on the monorail. Uh, you go through, um, if you're familiar with the Contemporary, you go by where the elevators are, and they have a security stop right there if you want to use the elevator, say if you're you know, using a stroller or a wheelchair, and you need the elevator to get up to the uh, monorail level. 
Otherwise, yep. uh, right before the escalators that take you up to the monorail level, uh, they have the security stop there. So again, you get to go through, do your whole security, and then get on the monorail, and all the other resorts are doing the same thing. You know, the Polynesian, right before you're, as you're walking outside, their security stop is there. You come all the way around, you get into the Magic Kingdom, you come down the monorail ramp, and you don't have to deal with security anymore. So it, yeah, that's it's great. really kind of enhanced the experience by moving the security out a little farther. And, and you know, it's one of those things, too, um, it, it, not only security, but it, it just jogged my mind when I was talking about the resort launches. Um, if you are trying to decide whether or not to stay at any of the monorail resorts, if you have a person in your party with an ECV that you're taking back to the room every night, you know, like it's the one that you own or that you're renting, Contemporary is far easier because you can just walk and wheel right to the resort. Um, getting on the monorail sometimes is a challenge. Um, you know, you have to wait for them to lower the ramp, and um, you might have to wait. You cannot take a boat launch with an ECV. Oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, because the the boats the boats themselves can't handle it. They they can handle um, the fold up strollers, but not the larger ones. Uh, particularly the smaller launches over to the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian. So if you know, it's just a, a, a tidbit that we noticed when we stayed at Bay Lake Tower. Um, that you know, my mom was on an ECV. She had to take the monorail around. We beat them, you know, because my dad went with her. We beat them sometimes 15, 20 minutes. Wow. Because they had to take the monorail. Right, and we and we've noticed with the stroller um, in past trips that you know they'll on those boats they do make you fold them up and put them in the front of the boat. Mm-hmm, so you're, mm-hmm. you're holding your child or they're sitting on the bench next to you while you're on those boats. Right. And, and now that you pointed out, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone get on there with a wheelchair or an ECV. Right. That would be why. Interesting. All right. So, yeah, we again, we were there. We were settled in, got all our bags up in our room. And, you know, kind of a we always view that first day, even though we got in so early, as sort of a um, wide open, you know, do what we feel like doing type day. Not really part of the schedule, although we had originally planned an Animal Kingdom evening and uh, Yak and Yeti dinner and uh, grab some fast passes while we were there. So uh, we did pop into the Magic Kingdom. And you know, I've talked before about the, the Sorcerer game. My son loves that card game. He's now gotten to the point he's he has recognized the collectability. And he's, a, he's one of these people who likes to complete things like that, which is killing me uh, if anyone has kids out there that like those Beanie Boo stuffed animals. They're like five bucks at every store you go to, so it doesn't feel like a big expenditure. And then all of a sudden, you look in your kid's room, and he's got like 15 of them. And you start to add up how much money that actually costs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of how these cards are, except thankfully they're free when you go to the firehouse. So we did a little bit of that. Um, of course, you know, just walking through Main Street, sucking up the uh, atmosphere, loving the music, uh, wandering around a little bit. So uh, our real focus, though, that day was to get over to Animal Kingdom. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through sort of ride-by-ride ride, uh, experience, but I want to point on some of the stuff that's either newer or at least new to me. And, of course, going to Animal Kingdom, the new thing there was going to Pandora World of Avatar. So we had a Navi River uh, Fast Pass, and that was, I think it was like 3.30. So we didn't stay in the Magic Kingdom long because we knew we had to get ourselves over to Animal Kingdom and uh, get ready for our evening there. Uh, so we took the bus over, of course, and... Uh, you know, the, <laughs> described the weight as we had, and got ourselves right to Pandora. And I have to tell you, it was really cool to be there with like 85,000 of our closest friends. I felt like the entirety of the Animal Kingdom population was in Pandora when we got there. It's just, it's hard to really suck up atmosphere and enjoy the experience. Like, it was so noisy of people that I'm not even sure what the background music was. 
as we were walking through. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just, it's the way it's going to be, at least in the beginning. And, and, you know, I keep telling myself that, and then I think about it, as we were in Magic Kingdom later this trip, there were days that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train still had, you know, 90-minute waits. And that ride's, what, five years old? Yeah. You know, Soren had uh, over 100-minute waits at times, and we were at Epcot. And, again, that ride's, you know, getting up there in years. So, it... Well, no, is, it's brand new. It is, yeah, with the, <laughs> with the new uh, film, it's new. Uh, but, you know, the point being that something like Flights of Passage, where, of course, I don't expect it to maintain the 360-minute wait that we saw at one point, um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's always going to be pretty popular because the ride's fantastic. Uh, but, you know, the Navi River journey, to me, is really cool to experience. I want to do it again at night, which we didn't get to do this trip. Um, it's got fantastic tech, and it, it's a really pretty, pretty ride. Uh, I have a friend that's down there right now, and he told me he waited 75 minutes for it, and he was happy to do it because they didn't have it planned for the rest of their trip, but he wouldn't wait 75 minutes again. I think that's a no. generally fair assessment. Again, it's a slow-moving boat ride, so yeah. Yeah. set your expectations. This is Small World set in Pandora. This is not, you know, I don't know, do we have any exciting boat rides <laughs> left in the front row? This is not Splash Mountain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what, that was the one I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this isn't even Maelstrom. You know, there's no drop. It's it's very smooth. Uh, it's it's you know very slow moving. It's not a lot of motion. You're not going to get seasick from it. Barbosa's not firing cannons at you. I mean, this is a different experience. And it's really again, I'm really glad we got to do it. It's really pretty. Uh, the ironic thing was we got off that and went right to Everest. So you probably couldn't get too opposite in uh, speeds and <laughs> rides in too many places. Um, and we had dinner at Yak and Yeti. You guys ever been there to sit down? Uh, yes, I've done both the counter and the sit down. Yeah, Amy? I, I love their counter there. Amy, sit down or counter? I, I have not, but the menu always looks really good, and I always want to. I I have to say too. Then, and when it first opened, there was the normal consternation. Oh, this is a third party restaurant. It's the same restaurant that runs Rainforest Cafe. It's going to be terrible. No, it's so good. It, it is. It's it, it, like. Relatively speaking, the prices are reasonable. Yes! Yes! And I think it really, Yak and Yeti kind of kicked off the new wave of a little bit off-the-beaten-path menu items at a reasonable theme park price that remained off-the-beaten-path. Right. And I, I love it for that. I mean, we one of our favorite things to do, this was back when there was paper fast passes, is we would see what time our return time for Cali River Rapids would be. And we'd eat before going on it. Because really, I mean, you're not going to get sick on Kali River. No. Well, some people might. You could, but um, probably not. <laughs> you could. We wouldn't, us seafaring folk of the Jersey Shore. But, um, you know, it, and just sitting outside and listening to the sounds, um, and you can hear the faint screams coming from Everest. Um, you can definitely pick a, pick a vantage point and watch the Kali uh, River Rapids boats go by. Um, I mean, that's a big favorite for us. We one time were seated in, inside when they still had the parade. And oh, that nice. was really neat to be up on the second floor and have the parade go by. Yeah, I, I think overall, you know, a lot of people have the exact attitude you described. And so I'm not used to Yak and Yeti being a busy restaurant. Mm. Um, but when we got there, the lobby area was packed. So funny story. We, we decided to head out and my wife says... This is before we got on the bus. She says, do you think we need the ponchos? And I said, oh, I haven't even checked the weather app. Uh, let's live dangerously. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. 
we got to <laughs> we got to Animal Kingdom, and the skies just opened up. It was one of those like it rained so hard there was actually flooding on the pavement because the ground couldn't take it fast enough, and yeah. so she made me go buy new ponchos. <laughs> Always, um, so, I think we have four sets of ponchos. Yeah, that exact situation happened, and so, every time these ponchos take up no space. Why don't we just bring them? Exactly. Well, that's the thing. She was smart enough. She brought them. Uh, but I was dumb enough to not say, oh, just throw them in the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> backpack, backpack. Yeah, that was a $26 mistake by me. So, uh, so yeah. when, when I described the, you know, 85,000 people that were in Pandora, um, most of them were in ponchos. Everybody else was hiding underneath a roof somewhere. And that's exactly what was going on at Yak and Yeti. I thought all of a sudden this restaurant got popular. No, I realized ah. that people had just ducked in there and were hanging out in the lobby until the rain finished. Yeah. And it's funny because the cast members are very nice and they won't go, can you please leave? Yeah, it was, Because they understand. Yeah, it, it, it was creating <laughs> but, a little bit of a flow problem because they were, oh. you know, they're trying to seat people and get people in to check in all that. And there was, you know, probably at least half of the lobby was filled with people who just didn't want to get wet. Yeah, and, and there are seats outside. So trying to get over to those seats are probably, well, is it over the overhang? I can't remember now. You know what I'm talking about? Like, to the left of the entrance? Yeah. I can't remember if that's covered or not. Well, if it's raining as hard as you're talking about, it doesn't matter if it's covered. Yeah. It's probably coming in sideways. Yeah, this was... And it was, like, one of those rains where you feel like, you know, it was raining from the left, so you move your umbrella over, and all of a sudden it starts (laughs) pouring on you from the right, because the wind changes a little. (laughs) Yes. It was... But again... we had a fast pass for a Pandora ride, so we were not going to give that up. <laughs> no, no, so no, no. We braved the elements. We got out there, and uh, yeah, it, you know, again, good, good meal at Yak and Yeti. Everything went well there. Um, we called it a relatively early evening because we wanted to get back uh, to watch Fourth of July fireworks, and that's the day that we watched it from the um, from the, the opening of our door. <laughs> so very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was pretty neat. No crowds. No crowds. So no, definitely no crowds. Um, interesting uh note if, if anybody wants a little tip if you are staying at the contemporary and you want to watch the fireworks from outside of course the uh, fourth floor balcony is available to you and that gets really really crowded even on a regular fireworks night but if you're staying there you can actually go up the stairs a little bit or come out of your hallway on the stairs and watch it from like the fifth or sixth floor stairwell uh, there's enough of a landing there that you won't feel awkward or uncomfortable, and then you're kind of elevated away from everybody who's crowding down below. So we saw people doing that, which I thought was kind of a neat idea. Uh, but the next no, day was cool. yeah, the next day was Fourth of July, and we've done Fourth of July in Disney World probably half a dozen times now. And I found that while and I put this poll up on Twitter, you know, what's the most patriotic park? And I for some reason I feel like there's a lot of patriotism at Magic Kingdom, but I love being in Epcot on Fourth of July. And so that's where we were headed. Um, we had spent the morning um, in Future World. Uh, I got mocked by some folks saying, uh, "Why are you leaving for Epcot at 7:50? Uh, <laughs> wow. As if there's nothing to do in you know in Future World. <laughs> you really just wanted to get there for World Showcase at 11." But we had an 8:20 Akershus uh, reservation, and that's my first time in there. And I know Paul, you've what been there before. What did you think? Oh, I've been there many times. Amy, have you been there? <laughs> I've been to the Norway Pavilion and I did go to Restaurant Akershus before the princesses were there. Invaded. So I <laughs> years and years ago before they did the the princess meet and greet and all that stuff, it was just a regular restaurant. And that's when we went. Did you do um dinner or breakfast or I'm wondering I if they had the had... cold fish bar or whatever they do at dinner time. I don't think I don't think they had breakfast before they moved the princesses over. Honestly, oh, okay. I think that was 
something. Yeah, I think. Well, because remember, I'm sure they, they kept the Outer World Showcase. Broke yeah. their mold. Yeah, broke That's their mold to open up Akershus early. Yeah, yeah, I think we did dinner. I'm pretty sure they had the the cold fish stuff out. I seem <laughs> yep. to remember that. Smorgasbord. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> and, you know, we talked about this, I think it was last week or the week before. Like, how much of World Showcase are they really going to open up moving forward with <laughs> stuff coming in? Yeah. And this is one of those experiences, right? You, you walk by the Mexico Pavilion, but you cannot ride yeah. uh, you know, the, the boat ride there. <laughs> the big stanchions in front of the, <laughs> the steps of Mexico. You can't. None shall pass. Yeah, but then you <laughs> get like, in. What? You can get in early. Like we were, we had an eight twenty resi, and it didn't open till nine. So, mm-hmm. and we we purposely got there at eight uh, before eight o'clock actually, um, because we wanted to try to get out of breakfast by yep. nine o'clock to get in line for the frozen ride. It's so, the Crystal Palace experience. Exactly. And think the, of all of the photography opportunities that oh you man. have though oh, in World Showcase that early. Yep. The pictures Empty people World take Showcase. must be beautiful. So Akers' breakfast is, is pretty standard and you know, they don't have the cold fish bar out, although they did have um locks for your bagel, which was kind of a nice touch. Yeah, they have a very very limited cold and it's like, Oh, you're free to go up and enjoy the cold bar and then you go up there and go, I'm not gonna enjoy any of this. Yeah, because otherwise it is family style. So they're bringing the sausage right. and and bacon and eggs and potatoes and stuff to your table, and you're it's still right. all you can care to eat. So you know they'll they'll refill that if you want. Um, they're pretty astute about noticing what you have eaten and what you haven't. So yeah. you know if you leave all the sausage when they bring you a refill plate, they're not <laughs> they going to bring, bring you more. more. I was curious about yes. that because we actually didn't even ask for a refill. Um, they just brought it back out, and at that point, our plate was low on the potatoes and the eggs, so they just brought out a smaller plate mm-hmm. with just a refill of those two, and the bacon and sausage were still sitting there. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad about that, because I find, you know, as much as that's a convenience, it's kind of wasteful with the food. Um, it's a so, wasteful, it's a waste of food. Yep. Yeah. And so, a lot of those things, they can't recycle into other food. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, you can't make a soup out of breakfast food. No. <laughs> So it's not good really. that, you know. I mean, you could reuse the bacon, I guess. Yeah, but, but not um, if it's been yeah. out on a guest plate. <laughs> so no. even, even a no, serving no. plate. So, yeah. So, guest you know, plate, no. Yeah. They, they do a nice job of monitoring that kind of stuff, which I thought was, you know, a benefit. Because, I, you know, I guess at the end of the day, what do I care if it's costing me the same whether or not? But I just don't like to see that kind of stuff getting wasted. But, the um, you know, the princes are there. They're fun meet and greet. My son was excited to take part in their um, restaurant activities, we'll call it. And we certainly did nail getting out of there at 8:57, so we got right in the wow. line for Frozen. Ow. Yeah, that, that's again. We you know we got breakfast in and out in about well, probably about 50 minutes or so because we were at the Norway Pavilion waiting to check in before 8 o'clock. So uh, you know to be out by nine was a pretty good. You know again, all the princesses made it through. Some of them twice. We got to see the little parade stuff and some of the activities they do, and everybody had a hearty breakfast before we got to go ride our first ride of the day. Um, so that day, we did meet up with friends. Um, we had good friends of ours that just moved to Florida, and so we had helped them pack up their house like two weeks before that. And all of a sudden, you know, they were coming over to Epcot to meet us on the Fourth of July. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to meet Colonial Mickey as well as Goofy and Pluto over in American Adventure, which is again, you know, you get to meet those characters all the time, but it's cool to get the shots of them with their different outfits. Yeah, not on. like that. Yeah. And uh, we sat at the American Garden Theater to watch a performance of some music being sung, which was fantastic. I always love when there's live performers at a, a Disney park. 
And Amy, kind of, have you ever experienced live performers at the American <laughs> Victory Gardens Theater? Well, if you don't want to count Food and Wine Festival when I saw the Nelson Brothers singing Love and Affection. So jelly right now. And After <laughs> the Rain. They're, oh, love, love them. But um, that's the only time I saw live entertainment there was when I saw Nelson. And I was so excited about After the Rain and Love and Affection. Oh, my gosh. Because I got to tell you, because I can commiserate, the only time I've seen live entertainment there was at Food and Wine and also the Candlelight Processional. That's it. So, so the Nelson Dean, Brothers that's, that's do Candlelight Processional? No, I had Gary Sinise. Just... Just below the Nelson Brothers on your favorite list, right? But, right yeah, and um, Delta Ray. Oh, you can't beat that. Uh, yeah, so this was, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It, um, they, they alternated. So we saw, uh, what did they call it? Amer- no, I can't remember the name of the performance was. But it was essentially, you know, some Disney performers singing a mix of current and older classic American hits. And then they would come off stage, and about 40 minutes later... Um, Voices of Liberty came out and actually sang on stage. So it was kind of ni- nice that they took turns doing different performances. That's and neat. Yeah, it was fun. Just, again, uh, it's in a, I think <laughs> if you want to get all you know theme park management, it, it's just another distraction to pull guests into a different area. Um, but I like to think of it as a nice holiday offering. So we were we had fun. We took, took advantage of that, got to see uh, our friends, spent some time uh, going around Epcot. And then we took a break and had dinner back at, where'd we go? Oh, that was uh, 4th of July, so that was Narcusi. And um, ironically, my wife actually ran into one of her coworkers there. <laughs> so it was kind of fun <laughs> to, you know, it's one of those things where it's, you know, sometimes you're friends with your coworkers and you hang out outside of work, and sometimes you, there's certain people you just never see. But then to run into them, you know, 1,200 miles away from home and at Walt Disney World was really cool. So... Hung out with them for a little bit and uh, had a fantastic Narcusi dinner. If you don't go there for any other reason, go for the almond cheesecake, which is the best dessert on property. And then um, we actually had scheduled fast passes for this day at Magic Kingdom. And I booked a 7, 8, and 9 o'clock fast pass so that we could go and do uh, Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Buzz Lightyear. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of tough to go throughout the day without fast passes, but... On a day like 4th of July, if you want to do <laughs> anything in the theme park other than stand and wait for fireworks, uh, you have to book it this way. Because there's not going to be any fast passes available day of. You're not going to be able to like do your 3 in the morning at Epcot and then book one more at Magic Kingdom. It's just, you have to plan your day that way. So that, that's what we did. It worked out really well for us. We had a lot of fun. Um, we actually ended up watching the 4th of July fireworks again inside Magic Kingdom. And we were in Liberty Square for the fireworks and it was actually a pretty good vantage point so fun day there lots of fun um you know being at um at the magic kingdom for fourth of july and i i'm amazed to say that they did not and I, maybe they did i didn't ever heard word of it they didn't close for any level of capacity for that day because it, it was wall-to-wall people and we saw a 60-minute wait at small world so that gives I you... wonder if that's I wonder if that's the first time in a long time that the Magic Kingdom's not closed for any type of capacity for Fourth of July. Every other year that we've done Fourth of July down there, Magic Kingdom is at least phase one. So again, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you learn about that when you're on vacation unless you actually have the one getting turned away at the gate. So uh, it, it's this usual suspects 
it's on Twitter are gonna well, report that's, it. Yeah, that's where I would have looked for it. And, and you know, we didn't spend a lot of time on Twitter that evening. Um, but as I was waiting for fireworks and checking my phone, I didn't see anybody talking about phase closing. So it just surprised right. me because I, I can't imagine how they could have fit my, many more people in there. <laughs> it was insane how how busy it was. And so we actually did this on purpose. We we planned a um, the buzz uh, fast pass was actually at 9:40. So um, we wanted to stay in the park a little bit later than the fireworks were done because to try to leave from Liberty Square after fireworks end. You're going to wait an hour to get out of the park anyway. Yeah. So it made sense to just kind of meander our way over to um, Tomorrowland, spend some time over there, get on a ride, wait for some of the crowd to thin out, and then leave. And it was bonkers, dude. It, I mean, <laughs> I, you've, I know, Paul, you've been there Christmas week, right? Yes. Christmas and, Day in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so I mean... It, this isn't to that level, I don't think, but it had to be like the next step down. And we've talked about this it, before. I, mean, I, I think Fourth of July is probably the business busiest day other than Christmas week. Yeah, and you know there are certain points where, and I'm thinking, you know, specifically as you are leaving or entering Fantasyland near Columbia Harbor House, and they have the cast members standing in the middle, and they have tape on the ground to make sure that people stay to the left or the right depending on your vantage point, to, you know, make sure that you don't have people walking nine abreast trying trying to walk into Liberty Square. Um, it, it, yeah, when, when you need cast members as human signposts. That's what they were just doing. Just to they, have they, people, yeah. We yeah. had cast members about, I don't know, every five or six feet with, you know, little lighted batons in their hand, yep. waving on traffic, yep. not letting people cross over yep. the middle. It, it was like that. Yep. yep. Yeah, so, so yeah... You, and, and it, it's an experience. Um, it's an experience Amy would not enjoy. I was just going to say that putting me in the Magic Kingdom on a day like that would be a great challenge for me for a show like Fear Factor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would not. He would be passing me, 20s, 20s to the... To the uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority cast member, please let me stay on. Just let me oh stay on. Oh my gosh! Here. Just I would leave be, me here. Just if, some, <laughs> if someone told me, if someone walked up to me and said, "Hey, you can go to the Magic Kingdom for free, and we'll fly you down, and we'll pay for your mission into the park, but it has to However, be Fourth of July," <laughs> I would say no, thank you. And I, I'm absolutely serious. Like I would turn down an all expenses paid like one day. Magic Kingdom on Fourth of July. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Plus the heat, like a plus the heat. Like at least yeah, at didn't Christmas, have that it's at not Christmas. Hot. Yeah, didn't have that at Christmas. No, you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, no. I'll tell you that night that I talked about with the rain at Animal Kingdom. After the rain left, it was probably 75 with no humidity. Like it was. Oh, that's glorious. It was mm. about as glorious a day as I've ever had in the summer. And that all changed later in the week when it was like 180. <laughs> but for for that moment, it wasn't too bad. So yeah, the 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 heat that week is brutal. I'm not sure I turned on a free trip mm. though. All right. So what did you do on the fifth? Yeah. So moving along, then we uh, you know the the fourth was a blast. We kind of rested in. We went to Hollywood Studios on the fifth. Basically, didn't want to spend a, a full day there. Um, not because you, you can't. You couldn't have, even if you wanted to. Not because to. you can't, but because we chose not to. Oh, come on. Go see some shows, Amy. They exist. 
So oh, we um, we actually planned that day around doing a couple of fast passes in the morning. Uh, Toy Story Midway Mania was down to one track, so they were only allowing fast pass people on, and even then it was a 45 minute wait. So we punt, we punted on that. Didn't ride Toy Story this uh, trip. We did Star Tours. We uh, did the Launch Bay, which is the character meets, not the uh, show. Not and, the movies. Not the movie. And uh, got to meet BB-8, which was awesome. Um, I actually felt guilty going through One Man's Dream to go meet Baby Groot and Star Lord, but we did it anyway. Uh, and we had a, we had an early sci-fi lunch, which was awesome. Um, mm, sci fi is yes. actually a hard ADR to get, which is kind of interesting. It is. Um, so that was well, it's limited. That... It's very limited seating, and people tend to stay for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Just so not too many people pop in and then leave, like can happen at other restaurants. Except fifties. I found fifties is also a very, you know, cast members are not pushing you out. Uh, not that cast members are really pushing you out, but if you go to Mama Melrose, sorry, Dean. Um, sometimes they can they can bring you your appetizer and then your main course while you're still eating your appetizer and yeah. then ask you if you want dessert. You know, there's there's ways to kind of hasten your eating experience. They do not do that in my experience at either prime time or sci-fi. Yeah, no, I d- didn't feel that at all. Our um... Our bell, not a bellhop. What do they call those people? Car hop. Um, hop. Was he had a, a fun personality? Uh, so like my my son was in the driver's seat of the car, so he brought the build to him, and you know had a, had a good time, you know, kind of giving a little bit of the show, um, which is fun. So we had fun there. Uh, blew out of there after our lunch, so we didn't stay. I had booked an Indiana Jones fast pass. Uh, we didn't stay for that, so you um, kind of took it real easy on the fifth. We. Uh, we ended up back at Epcot that evening, I think. I honestly can't remember. Um, <laughs> I don't have full notes on this. I'm trying to. I'm running this from looking at pictures in my phone and looking at my uh, spreadsheet with my ADRs. So, spreadsheet. Yeah, there's a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. There's a spreadsheet. Um, which I'm noticing now on the sixth, we said Blizzard Beach morning. That didn't happen because we didn't make it to a water park. Um, mm. And it says Flame Tree lunch, and that didn't happen because we had Flame Tree for dinner that day. So, right. so I'm pretty sure Thursday morning we ended up back at Magic Kingdom doing a lot of the things that we had not yet done um, at the Magic Kingdom. And, you know, just your normal park touring type stuff. Um, we did uh, find out after we got home from our trip that Columbia Harbor House no longer offers the uh, hummus sandwich, which makes me sad because we didn't get it on this trip. And then uh, we also obviously all found out that... Toy- that um, the great movie ride is closing, and I'm happy to say that was the first ride we did that day on the 5th. Uh, so we got to say our goodbyes to that ride, even though we didn't know we were saying goodbye at the time. <laughs> right. Gangster? Gangster. They were only running the one car, gangster. so gangster. Yeah, they uh, they had posted a 15... It's kind of interesting. They posted a 15-minute wait outside, and apparently that's their estimation of how long it takes to get through the queue. Um, because we walked right into the vehicle. When we got out... And maybe they hadn't done enough with the stanchions yet to, to line up everybody. The line was out the door and wrapped back around the building to get on the great movie ride. Wow. So I've been there when they've had all of the interior stanchions set up. Yes. It's quite it's quite a maze because they, they don't make you walk, of course, on the footprints and stuff. Right. But they very clearly have a path that you follow. And it's kind of neat to see the inner courtyard with the queue. Right. Um, and then, of course, you open up all the queues on the inside because sometimes they don't have you walk past all the display cases either. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I mean, the I'm gonna the miss, was, I'm gonna miss that part of it. Yeah, and um, obviously we talked before about watching the videos. If you follow the way they set up the queue in there, there can actually be two separate lines, one to feed the front car and one to feed the back car. Um, so this one they didn't have that; they were only running the one line, so we we're kind of like every other row walking through the theater. Uh, but that is actually set up to, to feed two lines if needed. Um, so yeah, I don't know why the line was so long after we got off, because what's that, you know, you're on the ride experience for 15, 20 minutes. So maybe everybody headed there. Uh, maybe the, the first wave of people that had gotten in the park at Rope Drop, like we did, were done with their Star Tours, Rock and Roller Coaster, and uh, Tower of Terror rush, and they were all headed to the Great Movie Ride at once. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not, re- not real sure what happened, but yeah, it was crazy there. Um, yeah, jumping ahead to the 6th, so we went back to Animal Kingdom because we had secured our Flights of Passage Fast Pass, and you know we, we had talked offline between uh, texting and, and whatnot about what this ride is like, and you know, I don't know if I, I want to get into too many details because it's it can be spoilery if you describe too much, um, but I'll just say, you know, I guess if you guys have questions specifically, I'll talk about it, but you know, it, it is a really neat individualized experience in a mass group setting. Um, so you, you are having, you know, and this isn't a spoiler to say, it, it is a Soren-like experience. But unlike Soren, where you're sitting up in a row of people next to you, and you all, f- like when I'm on Soren, I kind of feel like you're hang gliding together with the people in your party. On this one, you're very much feel like you're on your individual banshee doing the experience, even though you're all working off the same screen. I don't know how to describe it beyond that. It's kind of crazy the way it works, um, but it, it is fantastic effects. And uh, it, I don't think you need to be an Avatar fan to enjoy this attraction. I cool. Know, you know, I know Amy's talked before. She's not she's not into Pandora. She's not into Avatar. She doesn't have a dire need to run to this attraction. I don't think you need to have any knowledge. I don't even think you need background knowledge of what Pandora or Avatar is to appreciate the attraction itself. So I wouldn't, you know. It's a it's an e-ticket. It's one that if you don't have a fast pass, it's worth waiting in the line. It's not worth waiting. Well, in my opinion, no ride is worth waiting 360 minutes for, which is the no. highest number I saw while we were on vacation. No. Um, that's that's bonkers. But you know, if you're someone who's willing to wait 60 minutes for Space Mountain or 60 minutes for Splash or you know the other top attractions at Walt Disney World, this is one you should wait 60 minutes for. And awesome. I haven't talked about it yet, but we were actually on the dining plan this trip. And anyone who knows me knows that that's not something that I do. Um, I'm just not a big dining plan person. But since we had put together the spreadsheet and we had the opportunity to do the dining plan because we were part of a package. And uh, you know something that I have done before but haven't in years. I thought, let's give it a try again and just see how it works out and see what we think of this and there's been some subtle changes to it and i don't think i at least i hadn't heard a lot of these details um first off i think people have already heard the announcement 2018 alcoholic beverages will be included in the dining plan which is kind of interesting um in in 27 we need to have a different show about that i think yeah and i think we'll go because through i them. think that's a large topic yeah, we'll go through the math of it and, and the show and the changes that are coming for next year. The, the change yeah. I was going to point out that's in existence now for 2017 is they took away the dessert at lunch and added a snack item. And that, that's perfect. As, as little as that sounds to <laughs> me, that, that is actually a bit of a game changer 
when it comes to the dining plan because dessert at lunch was never a thing for us. I don't want your fruit no. cup or your brownie. We never no. ate them. The that last brownie, that brownie puck is terrible. That was so bad. But when you can turn the brownie puck into a, I don't know, a five dollar and twenty nine cent box the of cookies that you take with you, or yeah. if you turn it into a six dollar Mickey pretzel that you want uh, during a snack, you know, that value actually increases quite a bit, and the flexibility to, is a good value. You know, that that's an added um, value to me. So. I bring this up because the same friends that we spent time with on the 4th, we met up again with on the 6th, and we all went to Animal Kingdom in the evening. So they grabbed a Safari Fast Pass during our flight of passage, and then we all went to Flame Tree for dinner afterwards. And I'm mentioning the dining plan because Flame Tree is a counter service credit, one credit on the dining plan, and I got the ridiculous platter. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but anyone who's been to Flame Tree knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. This thing came with ribs, chicken, pulled pork, uh, I got two cornbreads instead of getting the coleslaw side, and a beverage. Mm. And if you don't want the beverage, they'll give you a snack instead. So that's another thing I learned, is that Man. you don't always have to take the drink. Um, and that actually plays out really well, because the dining plan gives you the mug for like your resort refills and stuff. Yes. So yes. if you're doing breakfast in the morning, you don't have to get a drink. You can bring your mug down, and then swap out the drink for a snack credit. Yes. So there were times that we had breakfast. Well, you that, can bring your mug and get coffee and all that. Yeah, stuff bring, too, well, yeah. that's what I would do. I'd bring my mug and get coffee. And then for breakfast, we'd get a bounty platter. And instead of a beverage, we'd get a chocolate croissant. And we'd split the bounty platter and the croissant together. And that would be breakfast enough for two of us. So that's where the dining... When people start talking about the dining plans, too much food. I've always argued it's not the right food. <laughs> it's because when I go to dinner, I'd rather have an appetizer than a dessert. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but when you start to get gamey with this kind of stuff and you, you're playing those kind of games, um, you can actually get a lot of food out of the dining plan. And so this ridiculous $21 counter service meal was one counter service credit. I had all those meats in, involved, um, and I ended up sharing that with one of our friends that was visiting with us so they didn't have to pay for dinner because it was so much food. It was, it was definitely enough for two. Um, so, yeah, that that's the only reason I mentioned that. So that, that was actually my first time at Flame Tree. For all the times I've walked by and it smelled so fantastic, we've never actually eaten there before. And I definitely mm. thought it was good. Oh, yeah. All right. So Where did you choose to sit? <clears throat> we sat, um, well, that was one thing. Uh, the folks that we were with, which is funny that, you know, they're again, they're from Connecticut and they're moving to, they had just moved to Florida. And their whole time that we were here in the winter, they were all about how they can't wait to get out of Connecticut. It's way too cold up here. They hate snow. They just want to be down there. And then, at Flame Tree, there's no indoor seating, so everything is nope. outside with a ceiling fan if you're lucky. Um, we sat on the patio that kind of goes up a little bit, like right to the left of the building. We didn't go down and back by the water. We had originally looked down there and then decided we wanted to be up more towards, um, again, live music was playing. That little stage that's directly across from Flame Tree had a performance going on, and that's what ended up drawing us up to the seats that we chose uh, because we wanted to be able to watch that while we were eating, which, again, was awesome. I love live music at the parks. So uh, I, I point out the other thing is because they were <laughs> they weren't upset, but they're like, oh my god, we're eating here. There's no air conditioning. I was like, hey, anyway, <laughs> you guys live in Florida now. You didn't want to be anywhere where it's cold. So what do you need air conditioning for? They're like, well, it's hot in summer. <laughs> it's like, okay, so just like everybody else, you want a snowbird. You only want to be in Florida basically from November to March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was happy. Come to, on, get I was, up, I was happy to hear them admit that. Um, so we had, a, again, great time, uh, always fun to meet up with our friends and, uh, and yeah, my first meal at Flame Tree, rousing success, would definitely go back, would love to eat there, not in the summer, 
um, because mm. the meat can already give you the sweats if you get a, a platter like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do that in 95 degree temperature, yeah, it's uh, it, mm -hmm. it can be a an ugly sight. The the bar barbecue sauce tends to keep going and going. <laughs> you cannot wipe it off yourself fast enough. No. What a mess. It, it doesn't matter how many wet naps you have, you find more. It's like, how is it more on my fingers yet? <laughs> and yeah. he had two cornbreads. Yeah, ha two had to get the two cornbreads. Corn two cornbreads, no, no cocktail weenies. No, okay, I was, that was my fault. Yeah. Very, very disappointed, no cocktail. But there were jalapenos in the cornbread. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's Really? Good, yes. So, uh, moving on with our trip, the reason we usually go down in the summer is twofold. Number one, my wife works in a school, so vacation time is limited. Number two, our anniversary is July 7th, and so that's the next day of our trip. We decided to scrap our originally planned Crystal Palace breakfast and go over to Kona instead. And this is one of those mm. things that kills me being on the dining plan. Mm -hmm. because, you know, again, the math kicks in, and I'm like, wow, we just gave up our probably $35 character buffet to mm -hmm. go have sit-down entrees that are probably average $14 or less. So, mm -hmm. ignoring that fact, um, Kona's much better food, in my opinion, and we're, we're really happy to get there, because we like to go over to the Polynesian anyway, and uh, we spent the day at Magic Kingdom, again, uh, taking advantage of Fast Pass. We... This day, we booked our fast passes for sort of late morning to early afternoon. Because if you get, to the, Magic, yeah, if you get to the Magic Kingdom at Rope Drop or just thereafter, um, and I think our, our Kona um, ADR was before 8 o'clock, so we monorailed right over after that, you can get a lot of attractions done because they're relatively close to each other, especially Fantasyland. You can knock out a half dozen attractions in your first 45 minutes in the park if you yeah. do it right. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we got ourselves to Peter Pan before that queue got nuts. Um, saw a mansion. Saw, you know, basically a lot of Fantasyland, Adventureland, and um, one thing we did was we got ourselves right to Big Thunder Mountain uh, over in Frontierland. And I point this out because we got on the ride, and the gentleman, the cast member that was in the front, like checking the seatbelts right before the train takes off. I looked up at him and I said, now this is the slow-moving ra uh, railway attraction, right? And he looked at me and I said, and I said, this doesn't have any sharp turns or anything. And he's like looking at me like, oh my God, is this guy serious? <laughs> so uh, we were in the front row too. And I, I smiled at him and he starts laughing. He goes, oh yes, sir. This is going to be a nice, smooth attraction. You're going to enjoy this one. So we mm -hmm. take off. We do the ride. We get off. My son looks at it and goes, can we do that again? I was like, yeah, why not? We looked nice. around. No wait. So I made sure we got right back in that guy's line. Ironically, yes. we ended up in the front seat again. And I looked up at him. I said, excuse me, um, we've, we decided to ride this again. I didn't see a Yeti the first time. Where am I supposed to look for the Yeti? And he starts laughing. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, if you pay attention right after the goat, there'll be a Yeti on your left. There's a I goat. Said, <laughs> I said, okay, and uh, am I going to see the dwarves here? And then the train took off. <laughs> <laughs> So we got off the attraction. And my son goes, "Dad, if there's no line, can we do it a third time?" We ended up oh, riding. Big, we ended up riding Big Thunder four times in a row with no wait, and each That's time awesome. I mentioned a different mountain as we were going on. Right. So I gave right. him a I gave him a cast member compliment on Twitter for playing along with my ridiculousness, That's and um, they ended up following up later with his picture and giving him his cast compliment. He was it was kind of like that old school like you know Disney interaction that you just got from every cast member, and it was a lot of fun. He he was like. 
you could tell he was a cast member that not only like you know enjoyed having a job at Disney, but really actually loved Disney and wanted to be part of the fun. So that was awesome. So uh, his name was Zachary. So kudos to Zachary for making it fun for the guests. So after our day at Magic Kingdom, we had anniversary dinner up at Cali Grill. Always good. That's like a dining review in and of itself. But uh, you know they've they've changed their menu over the years. It's still a place I prefer their appetizers to their entrees. But uh, everything was good there. Good service. Good food. Good views. Um, you can see quite a bit on a clear day. It's funny how. If you've been up there on several occasions, you can tell the hazy days versus the really clear ones, and just by how far out into the Orlando horizon you can actually see. Um, so that was fun. And that was interesting in that we ended up that day, um, it's probably, I don't know, maybe 4.15-ish or so. Just our dinner reservation was a little bit later, but we wanted to go like hang around the lobby within our resort. And I leave my room, and we were on the seventh floor. And I'm walking down the hallway, and whose butt is waddling in front of me? Donald Duck. Why is Donald Donald on my floor? And then I look around, and uh, I see he and Goofy are on that floor, Mickey's on another floor, Pluto, Minnie. And of course, you know, I'm a really good dad and husband, so I wait until I get down to the lobby, take some pictures, and I forgot what I was going to do. And then I realized, oh yeah, I should probably call my family and tell them that they're outside their room. My wife's like, why did it take you so long to tell me? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're still out there. Go look. (laughs) So my apologies on the delay to the So you saw the thing that I saw in January, but you saw it as a guest at the Contemporary in your hallway. Exactly. Yeah, and so then what I did was I went to the elevator bay and was looking up and down the floors, and sure enough, all Fab Five were out there waving, getting their picture taken, you know, getting the crowd excited and ready for another meal opening up at Chef Mickey's, which is where we had breakfast on our last day pre-cruise, which was the 8th. Uh, uh, very cool. Yeah, so we, uh, again, we've gotten to the point now where we want to, when, so we've had this interesting debate in our house, and I know Paulie and I have had this debate before, and it's probably another show topic, but when you're on the cruise, you really soak up the cruise. And when you're at Walt Disney World, a lot of folks try to turn their vacation into how much can we do in the parks? And we were trying to really focus as to how much can we do at the contemporary? So we tried to eat at all the restaurants there, tried to spend a little bit more time at, a, you know, at the resort, had some pool afternoons, had time in the arcade, that kind of thing. So that's why you're hearing a lot of my meals are centered in and around the contemporary or, or along the monorail, because we're trying to make it a little bit more of a local vacation to our not having to spread out all around Walt Disney World, but just really focused on where we were staying. Um, and so it's it's an interesting little dilemma where it's like, you know, we have a lot of our favorites elsewhere. I'm not a big Chef Mickey's fan, and I'm, I'm sure I'll get, you know, blasted for that by somebody. <laughs> but, you know, the character experience is really fun. The food I find a step above abysmal. But, you know, <laughs> my my son loves it there. He, he claims it's his favorite Disney restaurant. So we had to do it for him. Plus, again, we're we're right there every morning. We're getting out of our room. He's running to the elevator bay, looking over the wall down at Chef Mickey's. Like I couldn't deny him that. So that was our right. din- that was our dinner on the or breakfast. Sorry, breakfast on the eighth. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that little added nugget of having the characters up on the floors and waving down to the crowd. It's such a little addition, but it made such a difference to the energy at the contemporary and how excited people were for their meal. Well, on those little additions, that truly is the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. 
for personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Turn it back on again. When in doubt, reboot. <laughs> Take that, Skype. You know what's awesome? Because when you're a kid and you watch that show, you're so SpongeBob and you hate Squidward. And then as you get yes. to be an adult and you watch that show again, you realize you're actually Squidward and you hate SpongeBob. You, you are Squidward or <laughs> Mr. Crab. <laughs> yeah, there are phases in your... Yeah, each character can represent like a phase SpongeBob in your life. life. A phase no, they in are. your they're, life. They're, they're all phases of life in that show. Or a phase of your personality. Yep. There's even a there's even like um SpongeBob's grandma. She's a character on the show. And she Is that the grandma cookies. that well didn't didn't um didn't they sell chocolate to a grandma and then a great grandma? <gasps> Oh my gosh. Okay, they were like fish that live in Bikini Bottom. They were yes. not related to anyone. I mean, the okay. the hey. one that was like the one that was like shriveled up was apparently the mother of the one who's like, "No, don't sell the chocolate." <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I remember chocolate. Sweet, sweet chocolate. I always hated it. <laughs> and then pa- either Patrick or SpongeBob were like It'll make you young again. It, you know, all you have to do is like <laughs> rub it all over yourself. And the, the daughter fish is like, no, no, no. <laughs> she says, oh, really? Start rubbing me with this chocolate, you lazy Mary. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. Amy? I love their counter there. Amy? Amy is yes? on mute. Ah! <laughs> Amy, we're Here looking for you to yak about the Yeti right now. Time for you to yak. You know, for all, for all we know, Amy has been chiming in, and we have no idea. We just like, why aren't they mute. talking to me? How rude Hello, are these guys? listeners. How you doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Back again. Back again. Amy's back. Eat oh. low man. <laughs> Amy, have you ever been to Yak and Yeti? I'm sorry, you broke up. What'd you, what, what'd you say? What are we, the Backstreet Boys now? <laughs> no, it broke. It broke up. It did. Like, it did break up. It said. did break up. Yeah. I said, Amy, have you ever been to Yak and Yeti before? Amy, have you been there? Guess who's mute? Mute again. She's <laughs> running back to her computer. Amy's you guys, mute. I'm sorry. Tell her friends. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
You know she's on mute because she's trying to research whether or not D Wade won a title with LeBron, and he did. Oh my goodness gracious sakes alive. Oh my goodness. Okay. What well, what was the question again? Have I been Have to you Acre- been to Acroshoes? I went before it was the princess thing, actually. I went years and years ago before the the princesses won the war and conquered Norway. So <laughs> So I went when it used to just be like that buffet. That's how long ago it's been. You know, Shaq was on that team with him, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just don't ask me anything. (laughs) What? Just forget forget that I'm on the show. I'm not asking anything of substance at all. At some point, we'll get to something you've actually done. Jason Williams and Gary Payton were the point guards. <laughs> Antoine Walker was the, the small forward in that team. Dean, okay, listen. I didn't start watching the NBA until 2010. Oh, that explains a lot. When she, well, she was 15. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you don't remember Jason Capona? UCLA? No. That would be an Ono. Lonzo oh, no, Morning Capono. was... I didn't realize Alonzo Mourning and Shaq were on the same team, but now that makes sense now that I think about it. That's a nice set of centers to have. So, Amy, have you ever been to Akrishas? Have you ever been to Norway Pavilion in Epcot? Yeah. Oh. I can also tell you from taking the Backstage Magic Tour, there's a lot of stuff going on in World Showcase. Like, they're replacing light bulbs, and they're painting things, and they're cleaning up things. You can't see or hear them, A, because they're far away, and B, they know exactly what the sight lines are, and they hide behind trees and buildings. Yeah, It's kind of amazing. Like, we were back there on the tour, and you couldn't have seen us. You would not have known that there were any people over by the American Adventure when we were back there. That's very cool. Now, so when, later in the trip, we had gone in the other side and went to France for breakfast. And so, again, you have access to great photography in World Showcase with nobody there. And what was mm-hmm. funny was, you know those little islands out in the lagoon? I, yeah. We saw people mowing the lawn out there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, look at out there with the mower. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because <laughs> there was no the boat next barge. to the little island, at least on the side that we were looking at. So I was like, how did they get out there, and where'd that mower come from? So I don't know if they... They must bring it out there with them, but yeah, it was just. I can't just imagine funny stuff. the mower stays there. Yeah, do they have like a little closet and they stash the mower? <laughs> it's like lost. one night the fireworks go off and there you see like a, a flaming mower go shooting through the sky, like at the beginning when this when the little thing goes across it, it goes. Yeah, that's a lawnmower. <laughs> We're being attacked. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. MAGA. MAGA, big time. <laughs> I'm going up <laughs> you. I'm going up you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just the mower going across. <laughs> Flames <laughs> streaming behind it. Now I'm thinking about, oh. remember in cars when they go, uh, they go tractor tipping? And yes. the big mower thing chases him around. Frank, Frank, Frank comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, outtakes listeners. Uh, going on mute. Goodbye. <laughs>
That's funny. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> She's going to need a minute to compose herself. Right. Easily. She's wheezing right now. <laughs> she's got her hands on her knees. <laughs> she thinks she's on mute, but we can still hear her laughing. Right. <laughs> and Amy, kind of... have you ever experienced live performers at the American <laughs> Victory Gardens Theater? Guess who's mute? I love still it. on mute. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? Amy's telling us about a horn that toots. Because I want you to be part of the show. You're the talent. People log in to hear you. No, they don't. And now you've got the giggles. <laughs> the lawnmower thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the cow's tip. Where it's like, doom, 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 Okay. So, Amy, how about the What did you think about that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Not going to make the show. Not going to make the show. Not even the outtakes. Okay, Polly, what did you ask me? Have you ever experienced live uh, um, music? I, I couldn't do it. I mean, people people who are, I don't know, people. I just can't do crowds like that. That would be the number one thing that would be my problem. Then number two would be the heat. So I double whammy. Number, number three would be the Mavericks. <laughs> what, do you, what does it have to do with anything that we're talking You said the about? heat. Oh. I'm bringing it back. Oh. I'm bringing it back. Oh. Bum, bum, ba Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, outtakes listeners. Spicy. That's an option. Little jalapeno <laughs> cornbread. Spicy. Keeping it Spicy. spicy. I'm going to isolate that and use that as my ringtone for when it's Paul. Spicy. You can never say, you can never say, hot take, spicy, I hate the heat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why are you. No. <laughs> Dean! I don't know why. By the way, I told you there was no way we'd get through the parks and the crew. No, you were totally right. <laughs> I knew we wouldn't. Okay, so when you were eating, this is about when you were eating at the California Grill and you were talking about the views. Did you see Drake sitting on top of Space Mountain? Because his, his album, Views, is out now. Never mind. All right, Polly, work that, edit, in. work that in, Polly. Can I edit in crickets? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, was, I wanted to make that Drake joke for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, you've been dying. Just please let me make the Drake joke. <laughs> <laughs> Two bits. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle bell, jingle bam!